Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Happiest Pod on Earth. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Ariel. And we're Disney fans, but we're really so much more than that. Like, I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist who uses clients' passions and fandoms to help them grow and heal from trauma and mental wellness. And I'm an educator who uses my passions and fandoms to help my students grow and learn about themselves and the world around them. And Happiest Pod is a place where we dissect Disney mediums with a critical lens. Why? Because just like we are more than fans, we expect more from the mediums we consume. So... Today, what Disney media or experience are we dissecting and learning about and sharing with our listeners? Don't believe the memes. There is such a thing as Disney karaoke. I don't know where that meme came from. That meme really pissed me off. <laughs> Let me just say, like, I, I woke up and chose violence when I saw that meme because I was like, <laughs> it was a meme that said, why isn't there a thing called Disney karaoke? And it confused me. Because it is part of my DNA. <laughs> there is. I don't... We will share this meme. Yeah. Um, some memes are funny. <laughs> this meme was not funny to us this because was... we were like, what are you questioning right now? I don't, yeah. I, I don't understand. I don't understand. <laughs> I, do, I, I, don't... I do not compute. <laughs> I was like, so you're telling me when you start karaoke, none of those songs are Disney songs? None? None on none? the docket? None not on the playlist? Even not even... <laughs> A whole new world. Like, none? I don't know. I don't understand. Um, which is why we decided to do this episode and talk to you yes. all and share with you the wonderful um, therapeutic, educational <laughs> practice of karaoke. Um, I know many of you guys don't think about it that way, but we sure do. <laughs> we do. It's so ingrained in us. I think um, I-, I would say a more accurate meme is you remember the themed memes where it was like showering is easy. Uh, what, and, they, and there was like step one is this and this. And they're like showering yeah. as a Filipino is easy. Step one, step in the shower. Step two, turn on the water. Step three, get out karaoke mic. Yeah, pretty much. Yep. See, those memes I can get on board with. Um, not only and we have mentioned before that we are um, Asian American. We are yes. Filipino descent. Um, so karaoke Karaoke really is ingrained in us. Yes. <laughs> we love karaoke. Uh, I've, I've grown up with it. I think um, just being in and around my aunts, having a karaoke machine just readily available. Um, mm-hmm. in, and people, a magic mic to me did not mean half-naked men on stage. A magic <laughs> mic to me meant a mic that you had a keypad on and it came with a large book and you yes. browse through that book put in the number and sing your song and it rates you. I don't know how it rates you. It was such an archaic system back then. <laughs> like, yeah. is it just rating your participation or is it actually rating your um, your level of talent when it comes to singing? Yeah. I don't mm-hmm, think mm-hmm. it Accuracy was the latter. of words? <laughs> I think it was the former because um, like, if you've ever done karaoke at somebody, an auntie or uncle's house, like, you know, that thing is not accurate. <laughs> No, no. And especially when you put that reverb on there, that echo. (laughs) That everybody loves so much because it makes them sound like Whitney. (laughs) Yes, yes. Essentially, the the Mm. pre-auto-tune. Yeah. Yep. It was uh, was like a filter for your voice that made you sound super professional. And I know that even when you go to the Philippines sometimes and the local bars, they'll have the reverb all the way up. (laughs) And you're like, you need to tone it down a little bit. but karaoke and its origins is not Filipino as much as many of you might think. It is Japanese, hence the word karaoke. Um, karaoke, which is the way we say it, um, is an English form of entertainment um, 
from Japan, where an amateur singer sings along with instrumental versions of their favorite songs. Karaoke is derived from two Japanese words, kara, from the word karapo, meaning empty, and oke means um, oketsura or orchestra. Um, orchestra is a um, Roman, or it's a Japanese way of saying a Romanized word, um, which is why it's phonetic in uh, how you say it. So it's really literally you in front of instrumentals. <laughs> yes. Yes. Empty, empty room of orchestra. <laughs> yes. And I have had the privilege of going to Japan and singing karaoke there. And it is a yeah. whole experience. It's um, a whole it new is, world. It's a whole new world. They, It's not just you and your auntie's backyard um, with like a bunch <laughs> of drunk people around you. Um, you originally, and um, Ariel will explain Norebang in Korea, um, but in Japan, it's very, very similar where you rent a box of essentially a room with your friends. Um, you have a system in front of you with a TV. You put in your songs, cue them up. You sing on one or two mics and you gather around, eat and drink and have like the best time. And you rent it by the hour or yeah. if they have a package, they have all of those details there. So I know it's very similar in Korea, which I have also had the pleasure of doing Norebang, but it's a little bit different there yeah so um uh stuff has visited korea i have lived in korea um in korea you might hear the word karaoke because there's an understanding that the, the, this is interchangeable but really it's a nore bang so um nore meaning singing and bang means room um and though bang could refer to any room when it's used as a suffix it signifies that the room has a significant entertainment function that it's meant to entertain you in a specific way um the the bong culture in south korea um it's in cities it's in villages um there it's really a variety of private rooms that are curated to meet entertainment needs of the community um these rooms can be found um really anywhere in south korea and mm -hmm. some examples include PC bong, which is yep. where I would go all the time um, to to regularly game uh, MSN Messenger and AOL Messenger, my <laughs> friends. You guys, I'm dating myself. Um, there's uh, there's a game bong for um, board games. There's a PS bong for PlayStation games. Like this is ingrained in the culture that you and your friends would go to these bongs. And now it's actually a lot more popular to go to a coin nore bong, which is that instead of renting the room for the hour, you rent it for the song. You pay per song. So even like my memory of the experience is old. I'm old uh, because now people don't spend a, a whole hour there. Now it's like um, uh, it can even be an individual experience, whereas these bongs are meant to be um, entertainment for you and your friends or um, really for business uh, yeah. engagements. A lot of business deals are brokered in uh, the Norebang. Yeah. Um, and uh, bonding for, over uh, music. <laughs> bonding over music and drinks and food. Yeah. Uh, whereas the coin one, you might go for yourself or with a partner and sing a song or two um, just to, to kill some time while maybe you're waiting uh, for the metro, the train, um, or um, uh, on your way from one sort of event to another to have like a just a, a moment of relaxation. Exactly. And um, luckily for us, especially living in a city that has a large Japanese and Korean population, and not to mention Yay. there's a lot of us Filipinos here too, um, we are contributing to um, the karaoke scene playing out here. Now, um, we 
first, I mean, you may first know karaoke as something that you have to do on stage, um, that you have to present yourself, be vulnerable in front of a lot of people as an amateur singer. I know I have friends that participate in karaoke competitions with their friends that there's actually like Facebook groups and um, uh, different types of events where you get together with people you know, and then you um, perform a song, you get prizes. It's kind of like trivia, but uh, with karaoke. Shout out to uh, our friend Daisy, who won a uh, Selena impersonation karaoke Yay! contest, who both dressed like her and sang the song. So love um, it. There and you go. <laughs> she's beautiful, just like Selena. And I'm not surprised that she won because, um, dang, the best cosplay ever. Um, but yeah, like there. And normally, if we probably didn't live in a big city, that's how you would do karaoke. You would just kind of put yourself out there. Um, me and myself, I am not that person. Uh, I even am though- not that person either. And I lived in the Midwest. And that was the only <laughs> karaoke available, which was you went to a bar and sang yeah. in front, of, in front mm-hmm. of a bunch of people. And they would do... Um, uh, a game where you would like choose the song for your friend and your friend would not yes. know what song yes. was playing and then was you would like sing it karaoke roulette it's the worst and you're just That's like why worst. would you it's the worst <laughs> and the way it is is because how, how we explained it is that you are literally singing in a room probably like u-shaped and then the tv is your focus here since the audience is your focus you're TV is to the side. So you Ugh. could still see the music, but you could really just see the people judging you. And yeah. even though like I have performed in front of people, karaoke is a whole different like way because they are judging you from the minute you open your mouth. So that is anxiety I don't need. <laughs> that type of karaoke, um, even here, like if you go into North Hollywood yeah. and I've I I would not sing because everyone in North Hollywood is a live performance actor or actress. They sing everyone in front in of an is. audience for a living. And it was like it it definitely bruised my ego yeah, to like super. not be not be able to participate because I was too afraid I'd be judged by these people who do it professionally. Yeah. So since we knew about karaoke from before and also like as I got older, I knew that there were um, different Japanese enclaves like Sawtell in West L.A. and Little Tokyo in downtown L.A. where they had karaoke rooms. Every time I would ask like a coworker or something if they want to do karaoke, they'd be like, oh, oh, oh no, like I do not want to be in front of people like, no, uh, uh, I'm not going to do it. And I'm like, no, there's another way. Let me let me show you the way. Yes, <laughs> this is the yes. way um, you be part actually, of my world. Yes, there's places. <laughs> (laughs) is like um, my favorite max karaoke in little tokyo unfortunately because of the pandemic they had a west la one on sawtell that's closed that i just saw a couple days ago um actually a couple weeks ago um but the one in little tokyo is still going strong you rent it by the hour um i don't know if it's byob it used to be but i know um things get a little rowdy so it might not be anymore (laughs) but it's really cheap especially if you go on the weekdays it's like 13 dollars per hour or something don't quote me on that but it's really affordable they give you a punch card um me and aj my my husband used to fill that punch card back in the day (laughs) when we had time and we would just go and have fun and sing songs like anything and um i know in the valley uh we have another one right yeah so i live in Reseda, home of the karate kid (laughs) (laughs) cobra kai Kai. (laughs) (laughs) um and so the one that i go to is called carnival karaoke it's a little bit smaller it's not as glamorous um but the food is amazing because the family that owns it and the restaurant next door um uh they make amazing korean food so if you do not want to sing you can definitely stuff your face when people are uh, bellowing out it's great yes there's another level to that um there are 
in Koreatown because we have, uh, I think, the largest Koreatown either in in America, I want to say. We have plenty of plenty of norebang out there. However, I like to um, reserve those for big events because normally they have an alcohol package where you buy um, the room or you rent out the room for X amount of hours and it comes with a bottle of Patron, a bottle of Grey Goose and like unlimited appetizers and water and all that stuff. But that's more for like a birthday or like a celebration because you are going to be spending a lot. However, if there's a lot of you, it always kind of balances out to like $15 a person. And it's a really, really fun way to celebrate with um, with people you're familiar with and are comfortable yeah. with especially yeah. during you know this time um and i know that that's something that i would love to do with friends that i know that are you know being safe and it's like one of those things that was pre-pandemic that can still happen um as long as you are all uh being safe with each other so yeah that one is like third tier of karaoke because um that's the one like you get dressed up at and everything and, and it's just so fun especially when you have friends that love to sing and as you continue to sing your um confidence level rises and yes. your um your what do you call it inhibition uh, drops inhibition drops <laughs> every single drink um but it's really fun so uh, plenty of places here i know like in bigger cities like New York, they have a couple that I've been to. Um, but yeah, like maybe we can maybe we can come up with a list of places on our Instagram and our Twitter to yeah. link. Um, yeah. Hopefully a lot of these places are still around. But if there's any that we don't mention, we would love to hear uh, suggestions if you all have some as well. Yeah. So um, I'm I'm curious uh, for you, Steph, when it comes to um, karaoke, uh, what you mentioned doing it at home with family um and and you've sort of mentioned doing it with coworkers um and you've even mentioned doing it with your partner um for you how do you decide sort of like um which is is kind of the best um for what kind of environment if that makes sense i think i, I think i understand your question um i guess it really like you said it depends on the environment I mean, I have a magic mic at home and uh, I every time my parents go to the Philippines or I go, I make sure to get one from there, not only because okay. it's cheaper, but because it's really high quality. If you go to the Philippines, they have updated versions of home karaoke systems that they sell in Japan and Korea, but mm-hmm. they're in English because the main... Um, language one of the main languages in the philippines is english and we can use those same systems here in america so i if i just want to unwind even if my parents just want to unwind they put on the karaoke they just sing in their room um i know i did that a couple times during the pandemic which is why i i'm glad i bought one because (laughs) if we're having like a party in the back or something or if my friend's having a party down the street we could always bring it it's portable and it's Mm -hmm. something that we can do um but you know I think if you're being introduced to karaoke, if you have a way to do it at home, do it at home. Because I think that's how you get familiar with the types of songs that you like that aren't too hard for you. Because as much as we all love Bruno Mars, his songs are not easy for everyone. They're not easy. They're not easy. (laughs) And I think a big part of karaoke is knowing the types of music that work for you that you also love. Um, That's a big part of it. I I think you're... um even also mentioning sometimes we think we know the lyrics and then we see the lyrics <laughs> and you're like what <laughs> what have i been singing this whole time just nonsense <laughs> yes and i think going back to like this is a disney podcast many of our experiences of karaoke 
are Disney songs, first and foremost. As kids, um, especially growing up in the 80s and 90s, my first foray into karaoke in itself, not taking away the fact that I am of Filipino descent, is the Disney sing-alongs that they had on the VHSs in the 80s and the 90s. There were these VHS tapes. If you don't know what a tape is, it um, is a big cassette, basically, that holds data on ribbons, and you put it into a VHS player that almost every household had in the late 70s, 80s, and 90s. Um, We had music, movies, um, concerts on them. This particular one, Disney Sing Along, started in the 80s. And uh, the one that I had was specific to Disneyland. So they would start off on Main Street as if you were going into the park. So they would sing a song as you're going into the park. I think it's called Walking Right Down the Middle of Main Street. And I loved watching it. I would watch it over and over and sing with it over and over because it reminded me of going to Disneyland all the time, even though I couldn't go. So you would watch the video. It would have the lyrics on the bottom and it had this little like bouncy Mickey ear that it would go on every syllable. And that was my first foray into karaoke. Um, if you're our age, that probably was yours too. And now, like, if you're if you're looking at the lyrics in karaoke, they the, they do the syllables by filling up the word, right? Yes. Like it's yeah. like slowly lights up like a loading yeah. bar. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that that bouncing Mickey, it's mm-hmm. just harking to that that essentially loading of the song and how long you're supposed to hold the note, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then down and up and down on the same syllable. Um, it reminds me a lot of just doing nursery rhymes in uh, kindergarten class. That's how we get introduced to music is looking at words, figuring syllables out, going one by one by one, following along. And music is such a great way to um, get kids used to, you know, phonetics and how mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. not just sing things, but pronounce words. Um, that's why I think a lot of these Disney music songs that were on the karaoke were kind of essential in helping kids understand how to read and how to speak and how to sing eventually because music is such a powerful tool for um, for phonetic ed- education in the early stages. And in, in therapy, um, uh, when I'm working with, with youth, um, one of the things we talk about is like reward systems. And um, it, I've been doing online therapy since 2016. So my rewards aren't going to be physical, tangible objects. They're mm-hmm. usually rewards that involve um, relational building. So if I have a client who um, uh, has to stop teasing their sibling for three days, right? Because that's that's doable. A whole week is not doable, uh, especially if you're still learning. But if three days they didn't <laughs> tease their sibling, um, in our next session, we would uh, pick a song to sing together. I would let them choose that that Disney song. We would we would look it up. We would practice it. We'd find the version that we liked. That was always um, something fun. And that, that was a reward a lot of my youth, even to this day, still want to earn. Um, now, uh, some of it's not just Disney music. It definitely is popular music mm-hmm. um, and uh, songs that, that that they themselves gravitate towards. But that singing along together, that joining experience is such an amazing reward. Yeah, absolutely. And kids respond so great to music, uh, whether it be young kids, um, older kids. Um, I know that there's some middle schoolers that like say they're too cool for something. But if you put on like, you know, zippity doodah, they'll sing right along. So um, it's very nostalgic for them as well. Um, And I think you could say the same for us. Uh, And when they hear and see these musics on the Disney sing-along songs, when you go to the parks and then when you listen to 
these things in the movies and music, um, it's familiarity to them. And so they feel comforted by the fact that they can sing the, along to these songs. And then mm-hmm. when you see live performances at the park, you can engage and participate. And I think that's just like the full circle beauty of um, these home videos that were so popular in this, the 80s and the 90s. Yeah. And now even um, during the pandemic specifically, um, uh, ABC and Disney collaborated together to do a Disney family sing along. Mm-hmm. Um, so they had a uh, volume one and two and a holiday special. Ryan Seacrest uh, was the host of all of them. And they what they did was they had star studded performances um, with a lot of uh, inventive at home choreography and sets. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were shooting at home because we were in lockdown and um, Disney uh, and ABC had decided well what's a way that we can sort of bring some some hope some magic for people particularly in a time where um we are uh mentally emotionally drained struggling um you know doom scrolling and they brought the the sing-along um back and and the best thing about that sing-along was the fact that um we got to see inside celebrities homes and a lot of the creativity in creating the uh, each segment was dependent on uh each celebrity um we got to see their individuality their uniqueness in editing um and really some homemade styles in regards to shooting on the iphone um you could just tell that uh these were a more intimate uh video settings than like from a studio um, they definitely had uh, the two um, choreographers from uh, Dancing with the Stars. Uh, Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. They did Julianne a- and Derek Huff. Yeah. Yes, yes. So they did an amazing routine. Um, they had lots of costumes and just shows you that lots at their of, house. Hey, they needed the outlet just as much as we did. Um, amazing kitchen, by the way. So I'm seeing the inside of their kitchen, and it was like kitchen jealous dreams uh, yeah, here. Right. Um, they even did like fisheye lens, and they did like um, the the cup challenge where you have like the cup in the pyramid and you like see how fast you can sort of like take it down um so that was that was hilarious uh and then uh for me it was probably like um uh, like uh, i had some questionable choices on on some of the people they chose because it's like i'm not gonna be able to sing like beyonce why is beyonce (laughs) singing this song because beyonce has a contract with disney plus because Black is king. And yes. <laughs> yes, yes, I get it. But I was singing the song, but also like, I don't sound anything like you, Beyonce, and I don't want to sing along with you, but I also do. It was like, it was a conflict. <laughs> it's a low-key concert. And I know that's what happens sometimes when you do go to karaoke with somebody who can really, really sing. I mean, like, I can sing, but like, I have friends who can really, really sing. No, Steph can just, sing. Like, She's just not boastful about it. I'm not. And I mean, I'm not seasoned also. I don't do it regularly. So it takes me a while to get to that. You have to train your voice and everything so i have friends who are really really good singers and i'm just like i'm just gonna do your harmonies <laughs> i'm just gonna be in the background <laughs> and, oh the ad-libbing leave the ad-libbing to me oh the rap part i got the rap part but <laughs> i don't know about these like you know the bridge and everything like i'm not sure about that <laughs> So yeah, so they had three, uh, the Disney Family Singalongs, two volumes, and then a holiday one. Um, On Disney Plus right now, I think it's just the holiday one that's left. Um, But you can actually go on YouTube and watch these. And and so the one that I I watch 
um, uh, fairly regularly and I, I have done with um, my my clients is uh, Halsey singing uh, Part of Your World. They do such a beautiful rendition. They also have amazing red hair that um, <laughs> I was trying to figure out if this was a wig or if they had, they had found time to <laughs> dye it. The, 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 the vibrancy was beautiful. Yeah. Um, but uh, I love every version of that song, obviously, because it was <laughs> my favorite Disney princess. So um, hearing Halsey's version, mm, chef's kiss. Yes, I'm so excited for the live action, by the way, because um, Chloe, is it Hallie or Chloe? Yeah, Chloe. I think it's Hallie. Yeah, she, her, I mean, her and her sister have amazing, amazing voices. They were discovered by Beyonce. So um, seeing that and their rendition, I'm so excited for it. I'm pretty sure. And, and Hallie and Chloe were it. even on the, the yes. volume two. They the, were uh, the Disney family sing along. They were. They were. Yep. I apologize. Um, I know there's music going on in my background. <laughs> my brother is playing. Um, he's a musician. And also now my dog has started snoring. So apologies <laughs> for that. <laughs> it is soothing. And as we talk about music, how soothing it is, it's soothing for everybody, animals and humans alike. Um, so not only can you do karaoke at home, you can do karaoke in a karaoke room, Norebang, you can do karaoke Disney style, but there's also other places that we've seen karaoke. What are the other places that we've seen, um, opportunities to do karaoke? So, um, and maybe we'll share this on our social media, but, mm -hmm. uh, on long road trips, my partner and I do carpool karaoke. Um, yep. so actually you can, you can buy the carpool karaoke, Matt, uh, Mike, um, uh, James Corbin comes on and says, let's, let's Corden? play a song. <laughs> so James Corden comes on and you play. <laughs> Corbin is a street in the San Fernando Valley. There's also a. There's also a bowling alley on Corbin. <laughs> yes, Cor James Corden. Yes, yes. James I, I the carpool karaoke guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he comes on when you turn it on, uh, and then you can sing. And what it does is it actually connects through the Bluetooth um, uh, to your phone, mm -hmm. and then uses your phone. a your 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 phone, your cell phone. Uh, and then it uses a um, radio signal on like a radio station that yes. isn't working in your car. Um, so the the downside is that you have to keep changing the radio station as you get further along in your road trip. Um, yeah, because might... the frequencies might be taken up by other things. <laughs> yes, yes. But it is something that we, uh, my partner and I do every road trip, um, particularly we drive to Vegas uh, often, um, and we sing Disney songs um, on, on these trips. Uh, when we were um, up north uh, and we picked up some of his friends when we uh, were staying at a cabin up north, um, I had them sing uh, Disney songs with me in the car um, when we were driving around in between um, <laughs> just destinations and stuff, just just something fun to do. Nice. I love that. Yeah. And also like at different events that we would go to, like conventions, they always have karaoke at Comic-Con. Yep. I, I definitely did the karaoke yeah. bus at Comic-Con. Again, maybe yep. a video we'll share. I, yep. I am in cosplay as Ariel as a nerd or, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know, like modern Ariel. And I do sing Part of Your World. Love it. I, I, love, I love how on brand you were um, that whole time. And everybody loved it too. Your costume is so cute. Um, but also the fun, the funnest karaoke is when you go to, it may be fun, but also comical, is when you go to comic 
to go to Anime Expo and do karaoke there because you have a ton of people that don't sing in Japanese, don't even understand it, don't even talk or speak it. And they're singing full force in Japanese because、yes. they love the music so much. And like, I've done it. It's just like my best impression of the Japanese language. It's a beautiful language. I'm so sorry if like I did it so wrong, but it is <laughs> hilarious. And、um, I know they've done it also at、uh, concerts. Like, if you go to like a BTS concert, if you go to、yeah. any Like K pop concert, they have、um, places that you can do karaoke outside.、Um, and sometimes they give prizes out if you are brave enough to do it in front of people.、Um, there's also TikTok.、Yes. <laughs> TikTok, social media. I mean, like you can always find like either a filter or some sort of thing that helps you like either sing with someone mm-hmm. or mm-hmm.、Um, sing along with like words.、Um, those are always fun if you want to put yourself out there. <laughs> And, and again, another、um, really good therapy reward is、um, uh, not you as a therapist, but、yeah. um, uh, how, like recording your client or helping your client create a, a, a lip sync battle or、yeah. a sing along or a karaoke song、uh, on their TikTok.、Um, it's something they're going to do either way.、Uh, so to make it an earned reward、um, helps、uh, with not only a therapeutic alliance, but helps them reach any goals in their treatment plan. Yep, definitely. And there's also a platform for teachers.、Uh, Go Noodle is like the one that we use all the time. Not only do they have、uh, get up and move, like、uh, wiggle breaks, they also have karaoke for the kids to do that's safe.、Um, I know Kids Bop has like a version of that that you can look at on their website, but Go Noodle,、um, I love it because it has、mm-hmm. like a lot of really good visuals and there's a variety of different lip sync or have them、mm-hmm. sing out. And they're really good at call and responses. So, chants,、um, things that you can use in the classroom,、uh, things you can use outside the classroom when you're on the yard.、Um, those like little chants and things can be utilized in so many different ways and the kids love、yeah. them. And it's something musical that they can remember because it's so much easier for them to remember something if it has rhythm to it. Yeah, yeah.、Um, and then, you know, we, we mentioned and you mentioned celebrations.、Mm-hmm. Um, the, the last time Steph and I、uh, together went to karaoke was for、um, our best friend, Malaysia,、um, at her bachelorette、yeah. party.、Uh, <laughs> yep. That was so fun. <laughs> it was one of the best bachelorette parties, one of.、Um, and it was, we just ate and we sang. That was、yeah. it. Like, it, there was no pressure.、Um, I didn't have to buy a shirt that said, you know, bride gang or whatever. No. Because I'm not for that and I will never ever wear it again. I'm not a fan of those. <laughs> we. May, maybe we will do a segment on this, but there are parts of bachelorette and bachelor parties where it's just like, why are we spending this money? <laughs> also, By maybe this is an unpopular opinion, but I am not a big fan of matching family shirts at Disney. Oh, that's、no. kind of like I don't know, in that maybe, Disney font mom,、yeah. dad, brother, little sister. I know, I know there's an industry on Etsy for it, I get that, but as a kid. I hated seeing those because I did not want to be that person that was like out it. And I know it's such a more prevalent thing at Walt Disney World.、Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe we can do an episode on different Disney fashions and different Disney parks because what we do here in Anaheim is so much different from what they do at Walt Disney World, which is different、yeah. from Tokyo, which is different from Paris. It's like the culture of just dressing yourself to go to Disneyland and doing Disney events is so different in different parts、so、of the world.、Different. I'd love to explore that. But yeah. Like doing the whole Disney font and shirt thing was not my cup of tea. <laughs> 
No, no, um, uh, not mine as well. I do like uh, being coordinated. We didn't yes. mention that on one of our episodes. That's not the type of coordination, though, that I'm going for. It's not my vibe. If it's your vibe, you know, yeah. you do you, but uh, I'm not joining that. Yes. And I don't want to join that in, in a bachelorette party. I think yes. that's... I, I'm I'm cool with if like you know we do the thing where like the bride or will be bride wears white mm -hmm. and we all wear black like I get that I get that yeah and I did one where we all had our like it was a black shirt but it had like a Minnie Mouse logo with our names in the front like at the front mm -hmm. pocket like portion and then on the back it was like a more of like a bachelorette thing but that was more subtle and I love that and like I can go along with that but not like <laughs> like. Bautista family trip 20 like I can't I can't I can't and and I know my um my friend Kay had um uh, us have a shirt that said um Kay's golden girls because she loves the golden yes. girls yeah. and then it had the golden girls on it okay, so that's like cute. if I wear it it does like nobody really thinks like oh this is a bachelorette like tank top because it was a tank top just tank top with the golden girls on it and like who doesn't want to wear the golden girls <laughs> exactly they're the best they're golden the goats <laughs> the goats, <laughs> the goats. <laughs> but I mean, just like karaoke is kind of almost a cringy thing, just like shirts are. Um, I think to when we go deeper into the benefits of being able to sing along with our favorite types of music and also because Disney music in and of itself is very singable and yes. it's geared really towards, of course, children. But um, the musicality of it is is so so digestible that it's mm -hmm, easy to mm -hmm. just be like, you know what, if I don't have a popular music um artists that i want to sing right away you can always fall back on a disney song and that could be a great way to segue into whatever um karaoke experience you're gonna have for the night so um i know a level of that is a lot of emotional safety right yeah so there's there's comfort in the nostalgia of um using a song that um, you remember from childhood, using a song that's been around um, for a while, um, using a song that even like if you're a parent, your children may also sing. Um, so there, there's comfort in, in the familiarity. Um, there's definitely a comfort in singing in front of your friends and family when they're affirming. Um, I do want to say that because again, there's this whole I'm going to choose a song roulette thing. So some people, <laughs> some people like to rag on their friends. And if that's yeah. your relationship and you know it's your relationship and teasing is part of it then maybe you're gonna pick like a villain song that like is not very good right um yes. but if you if you're intentionally trying to do emotional harm in regards to making fun of versus teasing um then yeah, uh, probably not the crew you want to do karaoke with. So um, when you have family and friends who are very supportive, who cheer you on, who sing with you, who who like sing with the with the chorus, yes. um, that is so self affirming that that really helps build self esteem. Um, and even you know, again, like in going into like the therapy room, just like cheering your client on in regards to their singing, um, and and being affirming that they got the words right, that they were um, on beat, that they um, uh, got the rap uh, solo, yeah. whatever it is, um, that that creates such therapeutic alliance and it gives them such a, a boost in uh, self-confidence. Um, yeah. And when it comes to singing, that's so vulnerable. Mm -hmm. uh, you're at a really vulnerable stage when you're opening up your mouth and, and trying to be on melody on tune when you are um, trying to remember the words. And so doing it in a space where people aren't staring you down yeah. and the people are your friends who you probably are singing these songs in the car together that you're probably, um, uh, you know, like back in my day, um, 
wishing that MTV would play the whole uh, song. <laughs> oh my gosh. Seriously. <laughs> Those are the days. <laughs> and then you, you mentioned potential uh, physical safety right now in regards to the pandemic because of the fact that you are renting a room for just you and your individuals, no one else. Mm-hmm. Yes, you have you can control the level of sanitation that you do. I mean, a lot of these places now are taking extra steps to sanitize. Um, Like I know that you would probably be sharing mics and everything because there's only one mic. Not everybody can have a mic. And um, even as much as two mics, you're still sharing. So you might want to um, disinfect that like to Mm -hmm. your comfort level. There's also especially in Asian karaoke places, they have um, disposable papers that you put over the mic. Um, They're like cloth almost like cloth paper much of same material that you would find on a mask um mm-hmm. that it's replaceable and like disposable so if you want to use multiple of those every time you pass the mic then that's fine um so i think that physical safety is so very important especially when you're going to be vulnerable because not only are you sharing you know the emotional state of singing something you're also mm-hmm. in very close proximity to people you're drinking you're eating you're singing so saliva is going everywhere um <laughs> and like once you get into it it can get even more intense and i think that's why i remember cdc guidelines saying that you couldn't really sing out loud that's why like concerts weren't um Mm -hmm, being mm -hmm. uh performed because everybody would be singing and you're sharing the same airspace as people inside and that necessarily wasn't safe in containing the virus so um Definitely that. And I think also not just, you know, thinking pandemic times, but in the classroom, when you have all the kids participating and singing together, it's such a great sense of community that you're building with um, your classroom. And it could even be like, I remember me and my room partner. So like my classroom, we had a a door that conjoined our classrooms together because we were on a bungalow. Um, We would have kids intermingle with each other um, back before all of this. And so they would have different... um, times to play games together or whatever like that and sometimes we would have them either watch a movie or you know do mm-hmm. a sing-along and it would be a great way for them to make those connections outside of their own classroom too so um you could even have like a karaoke club for kids who just love to sing that necessarily can't do theater because that also comes with a level of privilege to be able to be in theater and to be mm-hmm. in choir so mm-hmm. if you want to create that same experience for them karaoke is such an easy way to do that and youtube has so many different um ways of doing kid-friendly karaoke yeah. if you're in the classroom or regular karaoke with obscenities when you're at home <laughs> with your friends <laughs> And and definitely when it comes to these spaces where you can rent a room, like you, the safe, the other safety, emotional safety is there's no hecklers, right? Yes. So if you go to oh if you go to a bar um, and you're singing, there's people who might heckle you. And if you definitely go to again a bar in North Hollywood where everyone is a performer, um, you are not allowed to be bad. So yeah, not allowed <laughs> you, to be you, bad. Rem- you can't remove that sort of like um, negative experience of uh, uh, the audience. There's also no judgment on music choice when it's friends and family. They prob- they want to sing Disney songs too. Like no one no one is going to um uh I, I think um there's a dueling bands piano bar that I used to mm-hmm. go to at City Walk. Um, I knew one of the performers there, and uh, there would be certain artists where um, they would encourage the audience to pay more to get them to stop playing the song. And oh it was gosh. like I don't want someone to hate on my artist just because yeah. they hate on the artist. Um, <laughs> and that's less likely to happen when you're going with um, people that you are can be emotionally vulnerable with and feel safe with. Yeah, definitely. And like we mentioned earlier 
just singing in itself is so vulnerable already that you want to set yourself up for success and not for a traumatic experience. Because I know that's why a lot of people that I've talked to didn't want to do karaoke, didn't even want to have that as an option because they probably had a really traumatic experience being in front of people who they didn't know and, you know, like messing up on a song, messing up on a note in a song, getting a word wrong, even though it's in front of you. Like these are human errors that happen all the time. We're not professionals. I don't know why there's this assumption that if you get on the stage automatically you have to have a stage presence we're all like beginner level here and i think that's the beauty of you know box karaoke or at home karaoke um you could still enjoy it but you don't have to check all of these boxes in order to have a good time it removes the pressure and particularly with clients that i have um as uh, adult clients and youth clients who have anxiety this is a great way to do what we call distress tolerance so if you think of being able to be to sit in uncomfortableness that emotion of uncomfortableness um it's a muscle uh, mm-hmm. even though it's not an actual muscle in the body like <laughs> it is a a emotional muscle um and we need to be able to practice stretching it and so having um one song that we love So we have some emotional connection to it um, and singing it in front of peers, even if we mess up, um, if we get that audience participation and support um, and we can sort of sit in that uncomfortableness, get through the song and realize that like, wow, if the song is about three to six minutes, I was able to tolerate a level of anxiety for three to six minutes and transition out of that anxious state, sit back in my chair, cool off, shift my focus towards someone else. And that then becomes a learned uh, ability when it comes to um, managing the um, diagnosis of anxiety and and, and especially Mm. with social anxiety. We start to create this muscle memory of like, oh, I can sit in this uncomfortableness for just a little bit longer, just a little bit longer. Yeah. And that is such a big thing. Like social anxiety is, I think, the number one, probably biggest deterrent of karaoke Mm -hmm. (laughs) is that social anxiety. And it's a real thing. And it's okay to have that, which is why I think us sharing these different ways to get around it, but also be able to enjoy just singing Disney music (laughs) with your friends and family is so important because like there there is such a level of therapy when it comes to not just listening to Disney music, but to um, engage and sing it out. Um, as a form of release. Well, and definitely unlike, again, those bar karaoke's in front of people, the, everyone puts their name in, but we don't know who gets called, right? It's really yes. up to who's ever emceeing it. Um, and, and even when I was doing that um, uh, uh, sci-fi, Comic-Con sci-fi um, fan uh, karaoke, again, it was like everyone on the bus put it in, but it, it was random out of the hat. So I, I wasn't even guaranteed that I was going to be able to sing with with a karaoke that is um in an actual room mm-hmm. uh, everyone chooses their song so there's no surprise and it goes in the order of choices put in so if you're someone yeah. who needs to get comfortable to the environment you don't have to be the first second or third song you can wait you can put yours in like maybe fifth or sixth mm-hmm. right um and it shows you the next one that's coming up so you get that prep time of being um forewarned um and you could even start off with a duet so you could sing with a peer mm-hmm. that you feel comfortable singing with so you don't feel like you're singing alone um when we sing in again community singing your voice a little bit drowns out with the community and that feels a little bit more comfortable and you can build up again that that muscle that ability to do it okay i'm now by myself on stage which is not really stage i'm just kind of standing in front of the chairs (laughs) exactly and what i like to do with my friends too is like when we get in there we never know what song we're gonna sing first so we just 
pick a random song that has a good instrumental that we all know and let it play. And then we automatically, like we naturally just start singing along with it. So that already breaks the ice. So we don't even have the mics up. We're just already singing in the room. And then once we go through the book and go, oh, I want to do this song, we start queuing it up all the way. And what actually ends up happening is that as we get more comfortable with it, let's say we only have an hour, we choose too many songs and we have to do (laughs) speed karaoke for the last like 10 minutes and we've done this so many times with me and Ariel and our friends we just have to do like the first um verse and then the chorus and then end it and then go next so that at least we get a little snippet of the songs that we want to hear and sing but we don't necessarily have to finish out the song (laughs) because we we are we do want to be a little frugal yes yes yeah we can't go past that hour mark (laughs) exactly so going into song choice We are now going to share our favorite song choices, Disney song choices, when we do karaoke. So, Ariel, we'll start with you. What are your favorite Disney songs to sing? And maybe tell us a little bit about why you like these songs. Uh, So definitely part of your world. Yeah. Animated, the little mermaid. Typical. Um, Just kidding. No, it's so you. So typical. It's so me. (laughs) Um, Obviously, favorite princess, um, uh, my name. Um, And also, it's I, I I think it, it's a good heartfelt song. Um, I, I like it if I want to to sing alone. Um, and I'll definitely sing it like when everybody's eating or even when they're looking at their own music. I don't, even though it's it's meant to be a solo performance, I don't even need eyes on me to sing it. It's really me singing to myself. So I, that, I that's why I love it. <laughs> I love it. that. Um, I love singing Un Poco Loco by, on, <laughs> from the animated Coco. Um, and that's one that I like to sing with a group. It's such a, a fun, upbeat song. It's one of the songs I made uh, James's friends, our friends, sing uh, in the car when we were driving <laughs> around town. Um, and uh, a, a good chunk of it is even if you don't know the words, it's a good clapping song. Mm-hmm. So that's a, that's a great way um, to get uh, like, I guess you'd say community or audience participation. There's a lot of repetition in that song too, which is great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, a Whole New World uh, is a good duet song. Um, my partner and I have have sung the song together in the car. We haven't done it in karaoke. And so mm-hmm. that's that's a hope of mine. <laughs> I'm going to hold you to that. I'm going to hold you to it. Another one I like to sing with friends that's uh, just a big hit. Uh, I Just Can't Wait to Be King, uh, animated Lion King. Um, and Zero to Hero, animated Hercules. Now that song, is it's hard to get on karaoke. So there are just a lot of, like, if we go into K-Town, I know that song's there. If no. I go to... <laughs> Um, and same with Bare Necessities, also one that's not on many um, uh, karaoke set lists. Um, and so uh, another just sort of like audience participation song, that's one that's easy to clap to. Mm-hmm. Um, the the final three are um, I'll Make a Man Out of You. Again, a group song. Um, yep. Who doesn't like Donnie? <laughs> who doesn't like Donnie? Who doesn't like Shang? Um <laughs> <laughs> funny story the first season of the mass singer um when uh the oh, yeah. ca- donny o- donny's character came out and he started singing i was like is that donny osmond that's donny osmond and i was right i was right it made me so happy to be right and it was only because i know his voice his singing voice from this movie <laughs> and this song i mean how else would, i mean we're not big donny and marie fans so no no we really only know it from there <laughs> just from there um uh that's how you know from Enchanted, another yes. difficult deep, one. Deep cuts. That's deep, a deep cuts. Cut. <laughs> that is hard to find. Um, usually, it's uh, not at a karaoke bar. It's me yeah. singing it um, from <laughs> pulling it up on YouTube or Spotify. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> 
Um, and with the carpool karaoke mic, if you're doing it from Spotify, like you're playing the song with the singer. So that's another way to like feel a little comfortable because you don't hear yourself. You hear them. Um, and then uh, the song that I wish I could sing at karaoke, the song that I wish I could find, um, have not seen it, is the Tiki Room song. Yes. Well, actually, now that you think, well, not only is the Tiki Room song a great song, it's one of a Ariel's favorite places to visit. And it's on her must-do list whenever we must go to Disneyland. Do. I'm actually really excited to take my son into the Tiki Room because he's becoming more aware of, like, lights and like moving things and i think his mind is going to be like blown when he goes yes! into the tiki <laughs> i'm so ready to record all of that because like he um we have like a there's like an oscar like life-size puppet at the doctor it doesn't move it's just there but this last time we went he was staring at it for like five minutes and he was just like is it gonna move <laughs> is it gonna talk to me so he's making those connections which is hilarious um I can actually give you a little bit of a solution to the Tiki Room song. I know you yeah. mentioned earlier that you could pull it up on YouTube. And I think you only pulled it up on YouTube when you're doing carpool karaoke, right? Um, so when I went to a family party not too long ago, uh, it was on the 4th of July. Uh, my sister-in-law, she doesn't have a magic mic and I didn't get to bring mine. But another one of their relatives brought their um, portable boombox, like the ones that you get from Costco. And they have an auxiliary cord that you can plug in a mic to. Very much like the mics that we use here for podcasting. Um, all you need is like the universal auxiliary cord. And what we did is because they have a TV outside, we just pulled up the YouTube karaoke. Oh, and yeah. We just plugged in and we sang and that we would just turn down the volume a little bit on the TV and turned up the mics on the boombox. And that's how we were able to pick any song. I mean, we oh, were able to sing. So the Tiki Room's got to be on the YouTube. Has to, yes, it's going to be on YouTube. And it probably even has the visuals and all of the sound effects, too. So um, yeah. I think next time we do that, we can definitely make it happen for you. And yes. it'll be safe. And you can sing your Tiki Room heart out. Yay! <laughs> oh, I would I would love that. And and I have the perfect mic. So um, yes. I've joined a group on Facebook called Buy Nothing Reseda. Uh, Buy Nothing is a grassroots social movement, which is in 44 nations. Uh, you can find your local group on buynothingproject.org. Uh, the purpose of the group is to develop a gift economy with your local community. Their mission is to allow communities to share in their abundance, create community connection, and to divert materials from filling landfills and oceans. And so my partner recently picked up a pink microphone that's connected to my karaoke machine at home. And this microphone has Disney princesses on it. Cute. <laughs> um, Ariel, of course, uh, and Belle and Aurora. Yep. All you need is a boombox with an auxiliary cord. And mo like a lot of them have it now because they've become popular to bring on the beach with you. They have their own sustained battery. There's um, the one that I've seen has a charger on it. Um, it's connected to Bluetooth. So you can even hook that up if it's a computer. Like there's so many different ways to um, connect technology now that yeah. I think is is really good when we're all trying to, you know, get, get distance ourselves away from people. Um, but also we do want to implore you to uh, uh, support your local karaoke place, uh, whether it be a Norebang or K-Box or uh, Japanese karaoke, because they're struggling to stay alive during the pandemic. And we want these places to survive until all of this has blown over. So, um, yes. We will definitely link those places if you want to go. Steph, what is your list? Yes, my list is 
I didn't want it to overlap yours because a lot of the songs you sing, I love singing too. So I tried. I'm glad that you wrote your list first because I was like, okay, sure you said that one. I'll, I'll overlap a little bit, but not a lot. Um, but my favorite one first, and because it's such a short version of the song, the original version of Reflection from Mulan is like, A, kind of hard to sing. Um, I struggle because Christina Aguilar is not like... You know, and even Leia Salonga, who sings the original um, animated one, she is a Broadway singer and she is fantastic. She sings most of the Disney Princess's song. But um, I love Reflection because it's short. <laughs> and, okay, okay. Um, it's short and it's emotional and everybody loves singing it at the same time, whether or not you're a great singer or not. Um, but I love that because um, it's 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 a good icebreaker. <laughs> um my l- favorite Little Mermaid song is Kiss the Girl because I love the ad-libbing from the frogs and everybody in the back <laughs> and the whoa, whoa, and the yeah. <laughs> like a lot of those. I love those parts. Um, uh, the next is How Far I'll Go from Moana. Um, that's also kind of a hard song to sing if you've been singing a lot. Um throughout the night that's probably not one you'd want to sing at the end because you'd be totally winded and your voice would hurt so much yeah so you lose (laughs) voice a lot when you um, go for a whole hour and especially if there's less people Mm -hmm. so to fill in that hour you're going to be using your voice a lot to have a lot of water on you have like Mm -hmm. um snacks like sustain yourself because it's a lot of energy it's a workout in itself you're literally putting on a concert for you and your friends for like an entire hour so if you want a glimpse of you know what a musician is being like that's a little bit of it Mm -hmm. um i am not sure if i've ever seen where you are from moana and that is the song that they sing with the whole village but i love that song because it's beautiful the harmonies are great nicole Scherzinger, who plays Moana's mom, sounds so great in that song. But I mean, singing multiple parts, unless you have friends that know those parts by heart, is kind of hard. So it's kind of like singing in sync or backstreet boys where there's <laughs> multiple harmonies but you're doing all of them at the same time that's like also something that you don't really think about until you start singing karaoke um but if i find that through youtube i'll sing it um one of my favorite songs that has recently resurfaced is i won't say i'm in love from oh, hercules yes. um it's such a beautiful like almost 50s kind of swing sort of love song very reminiscent of like the supremes and diana ross um i kudos to the girl who sings it i susan Egan. oh yeah i think she's the voice of the actress herself or of the character herself so i guess she sings it yeah yeah and that one has really good harmonies for the background because it's like a like a 60s supremes kind of song um so that one's fun to sing with your girlfriends um i'll make a man of you is always fun um the be a man part is just like the best part to just like hype yourself up. <laughs> um, the next one is Beauty and the Beast, but the Celine Dion version and the Pupil Bryson version. I Ooh. love that because mm. I remember being a kid and Beauty and the Beast coming out in like 1993. And it's, it was the first time I heard a Disney song on the radio because it was from two artists that were so popular already. Um, yeah. the, and like the way they both ad lib around each other during like the bridge and like the crescendo of that song is it's so 90s it's so great <laughs> uh-huh and um i overlapped on a whole new world because i have to it's yes. just part of it um 
great duet. I like singing also Somewhere Beyond the Sea from Finding Nemo. Aww. It is actually an old song from the 50s by Bobby Darin. And I think I want to say Michael Buble covered it for Finding Nemo. Could be wrong, but I think it is him. He would be the only person who could cover that song for yeah, Finding Nemo. Yeah, there's not a lot of people but, can croon. Yeah. Uh, because it is a crooner song, it's fun to sing with a lot of friends, too. Um, and my last one, Love is an Open Door, because it's so comical. And the the part where she says sandwiches. Sandwiches. <laughs> we, we finish each other's sandwiches is, like, so fun to sing. And I love singing that with my husband. Um, but, yeah, I know there's more, but... That's just like the short list of fun songs to sing, not just for like with yourself, but with friends. Because I think, I mean, as much as I love to sing, like singing with friends is so much better. And mm -hmm. Disney allows mm -hmm. you to be able to do that because everybody's heard the songs before. It's not like you finding like an obscure song that like is only played on like one playlist that you have on your Spotify. Everybody's heard these songs. So, um, yeah. So as we started, we will end. Do not believe that <laughs> meme. There is Disney karaoke that exists. Um, yeah. And even so much so as the way Steph described that you can just do it at home. Yes. And if you have your favorite playlist, Disney playlist to share with us, um, be sure to tweet us at happiestpodgt and um, comment in our comment sections on Instagram or DM us. And maybe we can compile one master list of yes. Disney karaoke songs on Spotify that we can share with you because we know that the Disney music catalog is just as big as its film catalog. Mm -hmm. And um I know we've mentioned instrumental songs before, but if you guys have a favorite song to sing or hum, I know we didn't even like touch Marvel music. Um, no, nope, we didn't touch Broadway. We didn't touch Broadway, and that's a whole nother genre. I mean, even just like off the top of my head, singing All the Stars by SZA and Kendrick Lamar yes, from yes. Black Panther, one of my favorite yes. songs ever, ever, ever. And, and it's from Black Panther, so. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, even like I we didn't even talk about all of the high school musicals. No. <laughs> <laughs> Which is literally singing. <laughs> yeah, literally singing. And literally whenever you sing um, the song that Troy sings when he's on that golf course. Like, <laughs> it's, it's a meme in itself. And you have to be Troy in order to sing that song. Um, but. It makes for fun drunk times, for sure. And even if you're not drunk, I'm sure you can find a drunk friend to entertain you. Or if you're allergic like me, you can be uh, the person drinking ginger beer and the one who drives everyone home safe. Or the great thing about sometimes doing karaoke in places that have public transportation is that you could just all be either drunk from food or drunk from alcohol and not even worry about that. But I think that's for another time. <laughs> I know. I miss I miss karaoke days for sure. I mean, I mean just to wrap it up, I have not been to karaoke since. Um, but I know friends who have and I think as long as you kind of do it within the parameters of safety and have that agreement with your friends, um, it's the best way to do it. Um, even doing it at home, you are letting people into your own home too. So that's another level of safety to consider. But hopefully we will get back to going to K-Boxes and celebrating with our friends at the karaoke um, place. And yeah, if you have any other tips for karaoke singing, let us know. Yeah. Thank you for joining us, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.